ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله indeed all praises due to allah we praise him Seek his aid and ask his forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah from the evils of ourselves and from the evils of our actions. Whom Subhanallah Allah guides, none can lead astray. And whom Subhanallah Allah leads astray, none can guide. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship except for Allah alone, having no partner. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his slave and his messenger. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqu allaha haqqa tuqatih wa latamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد to proceed فإن أحسن الكلام كلام الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد and the best of talks beyond any doubt is the Quran and the best of guidance is the guidance of his messenger Muhammad my peace and blessings be upon him وإن شر الأمور محدثاتها and that is the most evil of all matters in Islam are the ones unabated فإن كل محدثة بدعة for every newly unabated matter in Islam is an unabation وكل بدعة ضلالة and every innovation in Islam is a misguidance. And every misguidance will lead to the hellfire. Before I start my khutbah, I would like to make just some reminders, which we are in need of, especially when we come to the Jumu'ah prayer. Reminder number one. When you hear the name, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you're not supposed to raise your voice and say Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that's with the consensus of all scholars. Not only that, some of the scholars, he said, you're not allowed to say even sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inside yourself. Because it is the khutbah al-jumu'ah and everybody is being asked, فَاسْتَمِعُوا وَأَنْصِتُوا You have to listen and you have to be quiet. Number one. Number two, regarding the brothers, which we remind them time and time again, regarding pulling their legs like this. Relax your feet, relax your legs, because the Prophet of Allah, brother, relax your, like this. Because the Prophet ﷺ prohibited doing this. It's called habwa. And the Prophet of Allah had made this habwa prohibited in the time of the Jum'ah. For a number of reasons. One of them is that the Prophet of Allah said so. And we're not going to question why. Number two, that this way it is actually making the person maybe so much relaxed, he might go to sleep. Ibadullah, we always say, when you repeat something, there is a benefit. When you repeat something, that means it is important. Maybe you've heard a khutbah regarding the Sha'ban. There's no harm for us to emphasize the importance of Sha'ban. For very the Prophet wasallam, he repeated a khutbah word for word. Not one week after, but the day after. Khutbah Arafah in the farewell Hajj, word for word was repeated on the day of Al-Adha. No one to say, Messenger of Allah, this is boring. We have heard this khutbah yesterday. Why again? So repeating something, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, فَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَةً فُعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ 
People came to Anas radiallahu anhu arda, all the way from Basra, traveling to a place called Azawiya where he lives in Medina. And you know, traveling at that time, how long it takes and how much effort it will need for the person to do so. It's not a car, nor a train, nor a plane. Traveling all the way from Iraq, Basra, all the way to Medina. Coming to ask Anas radiallahu anhu arda to make a dua. These are your brothers coming all the way from Basra, make a dua for them. He said, Allahumma gfir lana wa arhamna. They said, well, they want more dua. So, They came all the way from the Basra, give him another dua. He said, if the person has been given the hasana in the dunya, hasana in the akhirah, he's been given all the good, whether in the dunya or the akhirah. So repeating something, it's always for the importance of it. And repeating something, it doesn't mean we don't have anything else to talk about. For verily, we are living in the month of Sha'ban. And the person needs to know some of the rules regarding this month, which is a sacred month, one of the months that the people do not pay attention to. Ibadallah. We have Usama radiallahu anhu arda. He came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, Messenger of Allah, there's a month that I don't see you fasting in any other month as much as you do in that month. So which month are you talking about? He said, the month of Sha'ban. He said, yes. This hadith needs a khutbah in itself. Verily, he said, ah, the month of Sha'ban, this is the first thing. It's between Rajab and Ramadan. Ramadan, everybody knows how important it is. Not to say to the best of all months, yet so many people, they don't know anything about the month of Rajab. The Ummah began in the month of Rajab, either on this extreme or that extreme. Some extreme, which is majority, they don't know nothing about the Rajab, just because they are dating themselves with the Gregorian date. No Islamic date, so a month of Rajab had passed, they don't know anything about it. Other ones go to the extreme, specify ibadat in it, especially the fast, and that is as well wrong. So what is the month of Rajab? Month of Rajab, is one of the four sacred months. This is the ayah which is in Surah al tawb where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, verily, the months with Allah are 12. It is on the day that he created heavens and earth, he had ordained for the months to be 12 months. Four of them are to be sacred. Those four months, do not wrong yourself into them. Qatada, he said that the hasanat and the ma'asi, the hasanat will multiply and also the sins will multiply, meaning it will get enlarged. So those are the four months. Prophet he said, the months are as follows. We have three together and one in own. Muharram, they come together, one after the other. And the one in his own, that's the month of Rajab. In the Islamic calendar, 10th, so the 11th and the 12th and the 1st. The 11th and the 12th and the 1st. And then number 7, which is the month of Rajab. What's so special? What do we need to do the month of Rajab? There is no specific ibadah. That's number one. We cannot designate a specific worship, whether it is zakah or siyam or salah, no such thing. There is no such thing to fast the whole of the month. Those are called the Rajabiyun. Where Umar al-Khattab used to beat them up because they used to fast the month all of Rajab. And we have Abdullah ibn Umar, his son, and Abdullah ibn Abbas prohibited fasting in the month of Rajab. And they said, 
fast. Abdullah ibn Umar, he said, fast some and leave some. So you don't really have to fast all of it, nor you have to specify fasting days in it. So we can't fast all of it. Can't specify fasting days in it. You can fast as much as you want. And you can't as well specify a certain ibadah in that month. Ibadallah, all the ahadith regarding the virtues of the fast in the month of Rajab are to be unauthentic. They are not authentic. So there's no special or specific that is fast in the month of Rajab. It is just, just like the other sacred months. So Rajab used to be uphold or upheld by the tribes, like the tribe of Mudar, to be a great month. Okay? You used to fast all of it. So they don't pay attention except to, that is Rajab and Ramadan, in between Sha'ban. And that's why the Prophet he said, It's a month where the people do not pay attention to. Listen, brothers, something we're going to inshallah learn from. That's a month where people do not pay attention to. What do we learn from this? When the people do not pay attention to a certain ibadah, or the totality ibadah, the ibadah in its entirety, in a certain days, or a certain time, or a certain place, then it is for you to go and revive this ibadah. And that's what the Prophet ﷺ, he said, ibadatun fil harj to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the time of where the people are in harj, that is in killing, and dunya, chaos, coup, and all of that, and you are making the ibadah, then it is equivalent like making migration to the Prophet So that is, this is the month where the people do not pay attention to. The month of Rajab, where we said so many people don't do nothing about Rajab, but some people go to the extreme, like those going to the 27th of Rajab, to the Haram, or they think that the Prophet of Allah made Isra' wal Mi'raj on the 27th of Rajab. All of that did not exist. And that's the two extremes. And then the month of Ramadan, which is the most virtuous month and the best month in the whole of the year. In between Sha'ban, Prophet of Allah, he wants to make this ibadah where people are oblivious. They don't make that ibadah. Number three, he said, قَالْ فِيهِ تُرْفَعُ الْأَعْمَالِ That month that these are elevated to the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we know from the hadith of Abu Huraira that the Prophet he said that the deeds are lifted up to the Almighty Azza wa Jal every Ithnayn and every Khamis. For those who do not know Ithnayn and Khamis, Monday and Thursday. So what's so special about it then? Then scholars, they said, Raf'un Zaid. There is an elevation and extra. So in the month of Sha'ban, the deeds are elevated with something extra. One of those extra things we're going to discuss about, inshallah, in our second part of our khutbah, that is the midnight of Sha'ban. Then the Prophet sallallahu he said, I like for my deeds to be lifted up while I'm fasting. So the person, when he does ibadah, Coupled with fasting, that's a great ibadah. One day the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Man asbaha minkum sa'ima. Who's amongst you had become fasting today? Abu Bakr said, Yes, me, Messenger of Allah. Who amongst you had fed the poor people? He said, Yes, me, Messenger of Allah. Who amongst you had paid a, a sick visit? He said, Yes, me, Messenger of Allah. Who had amongst you had followed a funeral? He said, Yes, me, Messenger of Allah. He said, Any person who has got these four things into him in one day, he will enter paradise from any gates he like, from the old gates of Jannah. So four things. You funnel a funeral, and you pay a visit to the sick person, and you feed the poor person, and you fast that day. So if you happen to fast that day, like al-Ithnayn wal-Khamis, and you had heard about somebody, even if you don't know him, an ill person, you go pay him a visit, and then you are, for example, find a 
poor person, give him the money. If you don't find here, send somebody on the same day, send some money to somebody in another country. Uh, the, the, the hardest thing is to follow a funeral because you're living in a country where the Muslims are not that many and they are scattered as well. You can't go to a person, please die today for me to follow your funeral. So it has to have a person who's fasting all the day. It has to have a person who is all the time paying a visit to the sick person. It has to have a person who's all the time, he is giving charity to the poor people. He's just waiting for the day that that will synchronize with the day when there's somebody from the Muslim had died and he would follow his funeral. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawala. Ibadallah, there is a night which some of the people they call it from the eastern or the ones from the eastern side from Pakistan they call it Shabbarat or Shabbarat. For excuse me for my accent for regarding that Urdu language. But this night also we have two extremes. People who go extreme in it and people that don't know anything about it. First of all, there's a hadith narrated by Ibn Hibban, and it's to be made authentic by our great scholar, Shaykh Al-Albani, rahimahullah, and other scholars. That hadith says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from Abu Hurairah, that the Messenger of Allah, he said, يَنْزِرُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَ لَيْلَةَ النِّصْفِ مِنْ شَعْبَانِ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا فَيَغْفِرُ لِجَمِيعِ خَلْقِهِ إِلَّا إِنسَانٌ فِي قَلْبِهِ شَحْنَا أَوْ مُشِلْكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would descend, a descendants which is suitable to his majesty, on the night of the midnight of Sha'ban. That is a descendants which is a descendants that is extra descendants. And then he will forgive to all his people, the midnight of Sha'ban, all of his people, except for those two categories. One has got shirk, and that is polytheism. And that is associating anything, a deity with the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second one, person has got a grudge, malicious thoughts, malicious disease, malignancy in his heart. Those will be exempted from the forgiveness. Ibadallah, we know from another hadith, from hadith Abu Hurairah as well, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, Allah descends down in every third of the, every, the last third of every night. In the last third of every night, Allah descends down. A descendant which is suitable to His Majesty. We say well, He descends, but don't know how. And that descendants in every night. And we know that in every second now, there is a last third of a night. Today, for example, now it's 12.56. But in another country, whether it is Australia or something, it's going to be a third, last third of the midnight. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends suitable to His Majesty. So don't you ever think He's always down? This is to you with your physics. Don't apply the physics which is being created by Allah unto Allah the Creator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends down. But in those nights, He would say, Man yas'aluni Who's going to ask me? Then I'm going to give him. Who's going to ask? And when he calls, Who's going to seek forgiveness? And I will forgive him. Who's going to call upon me? And I will respond. So, in those nights, in every night, in the last third of every night, Allah Azza wa Jal will ask. That means you have to be awake, making your qiyam. And then you ask Allah Azza wa Jal. But in the midnight of Sha'ban, according to the scholars who had made this a hadith is authentic, 
You don't have to do anything. There is no fast on the day before or the day after. There is no specific prayer. You could be sleeping. All you have to do, clear yourself from the shirk and clear yourself from the malignancy. Clear yourself from the malicious disease thoughts, malicious sort of feeling towards and grudge towards your brothers. If you have a grudge towards a person because of his abida, person of wounds and desires, and after you have told him off and he's still yet, he did not fix himself, keep that grudge. This is a grudge for the sake of Allah, because you hate him for the sake of Allah. But we're talking about the dunya thing. Something that you could really you know, tolerate. At least I can just give him a call. Assalamu alaikum brother. It is midnight of Sha'ban. Please brother, if anything there, there, please do not hold any grudge towards me. I'm not going to hold grudge towards you. Just to pass that night. You're not expected to go and invite him after he had done to you what he's done. No one would do such a thing. It's impossible. Unless you are one of those companions. But at least you water down things. You just say to the brother, brother, let's just cool it down. And let's just forget things inshallah and we will settle this issue. So do you want to lose that forgiveness on that night? I don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose it inshallah. So today, before you leave, think about those people whom you had some sort of difference with them. And you think that there are people of, you know, they could be just making a mistake. You could be making a mistake as well. Ask that brother, forgive me brother. I don't want to be held an account on the day of resurrection. For this, and not to be as well forgiven on the night of midnight of Sha'ban. Asallallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala liya wa thabat. Last thing, regarding the rules of the month of Sha'ban, which is the month where the people of Muslims are getting ready for the month of Ramadan, I remind them, that is, fasting in the month of Sha'ban, you could fast as much as you can, but you can't fast the whole of the month. Prophet of Allah used to fast most of us, as we said. And also he used to participate with his wives. His wives used to have some fasting in Ramadan. They couldn't compensate that until the following Sha'ban. Why? Too many delegates, too many guests, too many wars and all of that. Companions, the wives of the Prophet of Allah, they were busy with the Prophet of Allah The only time they have to make up for the fast was in the following the month of Sha'ban. But that tells us something. For those who has some fasting from Ramadan and missed days, they have to do it before the following Ramadan, before the coming Ramadan. So if you have days and you had an opportunity to do these days, and yet you waited until Ramadan had come, number one, you have sinned. Make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, still the days are hanging there. Don't think, oh, khalas, they're gone. No, you have to do them. Number three, is it kafara in expiation? A difference among the scholars, I vouch for those who had said no kafara because the ayah is clear. There's no kafara, but you have to forgive, you have to repent, and also you have to make up for those days. So, after the middays of Sha'ban, Prophet of Allah said, This hadith was made to be Hassan by our Shaykh al Albani. Rahimahullah. If it happens to be the midday of Sha'ban, stop fasting. You don't want to fast all the way to Ramadan. Because you want to make Ramadan in itself, especially the last two days. Do not preempt Ramadan by day or two. He who fasts the last day, which is called the day of the doubt, is it the 30th of Sha'ban or the 1st of Ramadan that he had sinned against Abu Qasim, except for those two people. Number one, who has a habitual fast. He's always, always the fasting, it doesn't matter, he can carry on until even the day of Shaq, the day of the doubt. Second one, who's got obligatory fast to make up. Like we said, some missed day from Ramadan, or he had made a vow, Wallahu ta'ala a'lam, and there are plenty of rules regarding this, but I had to make sure that everybody understand as much as they can regarding this great month of Sha'ban, wa aqim al-salah.